Welcome to Salam Nerds Podcast. We do reviews and recaps of your favorite movies and shows. We focus on representation and the voices that are ignored. Yo, 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 it's the Salam Nerds. My name is Lee, a.k.a. Watch the Lee, and I'm here my boy, Jack. We drop live episodes on YouTube on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. All episodes can also be found everywhere podcasts are found. Thank you to all our supporters. Please help us by subscribing and leaving a good review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yo, 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 salam, nerds. It's your boy, Neebs, a.k.a. Watch with Neebs. And unfortunately, Jazz is still not with us. He's missed three in a row. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, Jazz had a, uh, a pet that passed away, and it was a little tragic for him. So uh, he is away, and then he also has, you know, some uh, things and obligations, like weddings and stuff like that, to attend. So it's been a lot for Jazz. So uh, wish him well. He should be back soon. I'm thinking next week. Uh, Jazz will return, uh, and then we'll we'll talk about it. I know he will not miss when we start going through One Piece because he is a crazy <laughs> One Piece fan. So we're not doing any One Piece until he gets back, but that'll be the next thing. But I do want to introduce you. Some guys have been on our show the last few couple of weeks. Uh, Ruzzy, welcome back. I hear you're you're stranded in DC at the moment. Yeah, it's something like that. Uh, we had a little. Um... I don't know, active shooter, crazy person situation in DC. And so there was a lockdown, shelter in place, madness. So yeah, I've been bopping around DC for a bit. So, wow. But the, safe and well. The dedication that you have to like bunker down in a in a like college room to kind of <laughs> like go on our show, it's wild to me, man. Are you sure they're not like two like Jedi's after you? Sintanati, <laughs> yeah. Like come here yeah. looking for you with orange they lightsaber. Might. I don't they know. Might, they might, yeah, it'd be a might. green lightsaber, right? Because yeah. Pakistan, right? Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. Not uh, Jedi. It's Pakistani. Uh, yeah, yeah, Listen, uh, well, we hope you stay safe. Uh, if anything happens, it'll, it'll it'll be live on air. And <laughs> I don't know if there's anything we could do, but maybe we can call for help. I don't know. Sounds good. Why don't you ask the shooter if he's a Star Wars fan? Maybe he'll just, like, lay his arms down and decide to come on the podcast with us. That would be that, that would be something else. He, he would with Like you know what, man? I have rethought my uh, my idea of shooting people. I think I'm just gonna sit down here and talk Star Wars with you guys. <laughs> that would rethought be... life. Star Wars oh, brings man. the world together. That's right. And also, Adome, Adome, welcome back. You've been in uh, you've been on a few episodes now. Uh, we're glad to have you, man. How are you? Thanks. I'm doing well, and I'm wearing a Star Wars shirt today. So if you can see here on my my chest here, um, yeah. I have. This I know shirt that my 
sister-in-law made for me and my wife. My wife has another one, and it's Leia, and her says, I love you. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> yeah, so we, but I, I'm always wearing this shirt. My wife never wears her other shirt, and I'm like, what are you trying to tell me something? What's going on here? That's so cute. I love it. I love it. Uh, I know people make wedding rings like that, where it says, I love you, and the other one says, I know. There's definitely people who do that. Like, they engrave it onto their wedding rings, which is cool. It's um, next level. Yeah, 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 I would totally do that. That's so awesome. Uh, oh, we got some people in the comments. Uh, Michael, MTF. MTF, we actually talked a lot about you this week because I hung out with your boy Carlos. And I was in Chicago, and Carlos picked me up and took me out for burgers. And we were talking about you. <laughs> so it was really, really cool. April, April's on here too. Shout out to April. So that's really awesome. Um, all right, let's get into this episode. Um Rothy just went dark. <laughs> Don't scare us like that, man. Don't scare no, yeah. us. All right. Don't scare us. I guess us I can't like do that. two things at once. I sanity check. Sanity check. Jeez. Chat. I can't chat with the followers. Yeah, yeah. Normally we wouldn't mind, but like right now you're under the threat level. It's probably so not a good we, yeah. we don't want to. We want to make sure you're okay. Don't want me um, to get Ezra. Yeah, yeah. What if you got uh, caught through the world between worlds and you got pulled? <laughs> could happen oh who, man. who would you see and where would you be that's a good question oh yeah. let's start that yeah. who would you be and where would you see? wait wait where would you be I, and what would you see that'd be crazy uh i would be meeting needs for the first time wait, we haven't <laughs> met yet Dude, in person at least i have i just realized we haven't met I think yet there I, were so many times that we had i think we had tried to meet at a couple cons yeah, and then yeah. i couldn't go and then i couldn't i, I can't go this year surprise spoiler alert um, but yeah, I mean, I think we've been trying to link up and yeah, but I feel like you're my brother and I've known you for some time. So this comment stream is so funny. streams. streams. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to tell me the yeah. comments. I can't, I can't read them because then, I, you know, I'm going to just scare people if oh. I just go. No, no, all good. We'll, we'll share them for you. Uh, yes. All right. Let's let's get started with this episode because this this might be one of my favorite episodes. Like I feel like sometimes when it comes to Star Wars, I feel spoiled, and this is one of those episodes where I just feel spoiled because we got so much. And let's just talk about the elf in the room, Aiden. They showed up out of nowhere. I. Did not expect that. It made me feel a certain type of way. Um, I was literally like in tears. I'm just like, is this happening? Is this for real? Like, God, I love Star Wars. Uh, I felt very spoiled for this episode. Uh, what are your thoughts, Rezzy? Uh, as soon as I heard snips, I was like, Aww. oh, he's coming. He's coming. He's coming. But what version are we going to see? Ooh, um, that would be the so question. I... And then they play the Vader music at the end. Yes. Oh it's just like, <gasps> yeah. I mean, I do wonder, like, would, if you see another version, like, of an, like an either alternate reality or, or someone through a, a different point in time, will they know what their fate is later on? Yeah. I don't know. Or so, do they forget? Do they forget when they leave? I don't know. Yeah. I don't so... know. There's, I had so many mysteries, but... That was a shock. I mean, I was like, I was edge of my seat, you know, jaw dropped. Like, is this happening? I rewound. I was like, wait, I need to hear, rehear the dialogue yeah. to hear it all. And it was something, it was special. It was very special. So I didn't know what I, how I would feel. But then when I saw it, I was like, this feels really good. Yeah. So I always watch with closed caption on because like, uh, like you know, when I was a little. We're frog, old and brown. 
Yeah, we're all around. <laughs> also, when I was a little fob, I didn't know English that well, so it helped me learn English. So I just got used to it. Uh, but yes, I saw the closed caption that says snips, and I was like, why did it say that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. And then, oh my God, it just it just happened. Uh, Michael said he predicted uh, that he would show, but he thought it was just going to be a flashback. He had no idea mm. it was going to be like this. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, Adome, what are your thoughts? So, so three things for me. So first of all, the version of Anakin that we see is the version that it's the last time Ahsoka saw him in person before he was Vader. Mm-hmm. So, you know, longer hair, the Clone Wars. And second thing is, if you look very closely, it was hard to tell exactly what lightsaber he had on his hip. Mm-hmm. It definitely was mm-hmm. not the lightsaber that was passed down to Luke and then to Ray. So I'm very interested to know kind of what version of Anakin this is. And then thirdly, mm-hmm. my question is like, what the hell is he doing there? Like, did he get pulled into some timeline that we're not aware of? Or like, I, I don't I don't know what to think about this. It's interesting. So the conversation that they're going to have, because the dialogue to your point was, I didn't expect to see you so soon. Yeah. What does that mean? I mean, is he a version of himself that's been dead or is he like a, uh, you know, force ghost version of him that's kind of in between or, or what's going on there? Because in Rebels where they showed us the world between worlds, you know, we had Ezra and Ahsoka running back and forth and Ezra was very mm-hmm. tempted to save Kanan and Ahsoka essentially told him, no, you can't mess with the timeline at all. So there are a lot of people talking about how Star Wars is going to do a multiverse, but I'm pretty sure Rebels put it to rest that, like, we're not going to mess with timelines. Because if, if they would have, Kanan would have saved Ezra. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they're going to do timelines. I don't think they're going to do multiverse. That seems uh, a little wild. Also, why do they need to when they have things like Star Wars Vision where they can do whatever they want and not right. have to worry about it being canon or not, right? So I, I feel like there's really no need for it. The other thing people were saying was because they're like, oh, because they're the different galaxy, uh, they might do multiverse. That's not how time works. You it, having a different galaxy does not make a multiverse. <laughs> that's that's completely different. And that's the first like, line of every Star Wars thing is a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Like you exactly, can get to another yeah. one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What if they're in our galaxy? <laughs> oh, Ezra's on Earth, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we got some problems. <laughs> you know, I, I think we would notice a big blue guy. Wait, what if? What if he's part of the blue man group? <laughs> what if that's where? What if? Because Ron's been hiding the whole time. Ron's <laughs> been part of the blue man group this whole time, and we didn't notice. That makes sense. That's why they're so efficient. I know, I know. He's in Vegas, man. He's yes. just making money and just saving to make a Death Star exactly. in Vegas. What do you think the Lux building is? You know that light that shines up on the Lux building? Oh, Thrawn, baby. Oh, yeah. Thrawn. <laughs> Yo, the theories. <laughs> no. All right, man. Let, let's, let's go in and, and talk about this episode. Uh, I want to get uh, Rezzy out of here so he can get home safely. <laughs> All right. Um, we talk. Uh, the, the episode starts off with the ship. Uh, they're trying to fix it. And as we see who Young trying to fix the ship, there is a random evil robot just like staring at him from afar. Um, and I was like, are we getting a robot versus a robot fight? I don't know. <laughs> I was really hoping for that. Uh, and then we find out that they know where they are. So they're coming for them. Um, and then we get our robot fight. Uh, who Young, who is an architect droid who just builds lightsabers, held his own, I think. I think he held his own. Now, what are your thoughts, Adele? I thought it was very funny how he got choked up by the other droid. His first thing was, help, help, help. <laughs> you know? I know that was kind of funny. Um, but no, he's, I mean, clearly he's been training Jedi for thousands of years with how to use lightsabers. So 
not shocked to me at all that he held his own a little bit and long enough to, you know, alert Ahsoka and Sabine, even if it was by accident. So, you know, I, I thought it was great. You know, it was kind of reminded me of like back in the day when you had, um, you know, the little robots on that. I forget what it was called, but it was like a little square that you had two robots be punching each other. You yeah. had little controls. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. it reminded me Rock of that. Yes. Yeah, I couldn't think of the name. Yeah, yeah, it reminded me of that immediately when they were, you know, punching each other. I thought that was kind of funny. That is funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> I did like that he used his little shoulder hands. Uh, we did get to see his shoulder hands when he was teaching uh, Sabine how to do uh, lightsaber battles. He had those little mm-hmm. sticks on his uh, shoulder hands, and he used his shoulder hands to kind of beat up this guy and also uh, destroy the ship a little bit so that they know that something's happening. And then Ahsoka and Sabine came out, and then all hell broke loose. And it was a really, really cool fight. Uh, one of my favorite thoughts, uh, p- parts of the fights that I thought was amazing was when uh, Soka uses the force to pull a guy in front of the shooting and then toss yeah. him like nothing. That was dope. That was yeah. a dope move. That was pretty badass. <laughs> yeah. What was your thought, Rezzy? I, I really liked the seamless uh, like fight once. Sabine and Ahsoka came out and they started fighting together like it was pretty seamless it's like they've done this before it almost gave me like callbacks to like the Avengers first movie vibe like where you had like you know Iron Man shooting off of Captain America's shield to hit somebody else it was like that kind of like energy Mm. and kind of like flow like in in fighting that was pretty dope I, I really enjoyed that and when when uh, Hu Yang said, um, you know, uh, that they have, you know, that they need to fight together, um, that you're stronger um, when when you do so, I think that was pretty telling because it was it was definitely some foreshadowing for later on in in, in the episode. Yeah, stronger together. That's the motto of uh, New Jersey, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Adon, what were your thoughts about the fight? I thought it was fantastic, and I, I love the fact that as soon as the power went out, Sabine was all like, oh, stupid droid, and Ahsoka's like, no, <laughs> yeah, let's no. go, let's go handle this. Like, yeah. she was, like, she, all, she was all business, I thought that, that was great, and it's, to your point about, uh, knees when ah- Ahsoka dragged the, the droid in front and then pushed him back, like, Ahsoka, in my opinion, has really held back in the times we've seen her and how powerful she is. Mm-hmm. And I really liked how this episode kind of dabbled into that because she has really not shown how much you know she can actually use, whether it's in a lightsaber battle or if it's using the force. Right. She's very reserved. And I think that's pretty awesome because she's definitely got plenty of reserves. Yeah, yeah. No, that's really, really cool. Uh also like you know, Sabine just it's it's apparent that she's better with a blaster than she is with a uh, lightsaber. So we got to see that, and we got to see her old blasters uh, from from the Rebels. We got to see her pop those out, which was really really cool. Um, the other thing that we thought was pretty cool, we go over to Hera, and Hera's like, "Fuck them rules! I, I'm gonna come! <laughs> I, I'm gonna come, and I'm gonna save the day!" And uh, she's like, "Once a rebel." always a rebel and i like ah chills literal chills love it love it and she's bringing her son jason um which is going to be exciting will jason have some force powers we don't know we'll see he is wearing his dad in insignia on on him which i thought was really really cool Mm. i thought that was pretty dope we also thought carson some familiar faces when it comes to uh the other people who were joining uh hera on this little little adventure um, I don't know. What did you think about Harris' decision to come join the fight? 
Uh, Rez, do you want to go first? No surprise there. I mean, once a rebel, always a rebel. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's just, it's in her nature. I mean, this is what they've been doing for so long. I mean, that's all she's ever known. And um, the fact that she brought her son was, I, I think it was, you know, as a parent is really interesting. I mean, I feel like I would not do that, but at the same time, I think it's uh, a way for uh, her to both teach him about like, this is what, this is what mommy does. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and, <laughs> right. Like this is, this is the equivalent of, um, you know, bring your kid to work today. Right. This is exactly <laughs> that. Um, and I think, I think like, you know, he got a little scared like uh, throughout like the course of like their, their journey over. Um, and you could, you could tell that, I mean, I hope we see a little bit more of Jason in the show. Um, and I really just want a lot of depth to these characters. I mean, I think they're just so rich as it is. Um, give us like an hour long show or plus, I mean, I think, and, and more episodes. So I'm, I'm excited that this is a little bit longer of a series, but, uh, yeah, it's let's, let's follow Mama Hera. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Totally agree. Uh, the the other thing is, um, I was gonna say, uh, when Ahsoka, Sabine, Marok, and Shiv are fighting, uh, that's another fight that was pretty badass. What are your thoughts about that one? Uh, Adam, you want to uh, go for that, that one? Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Um, to me, it was a little reminiscent of what happens near the end of Revenge of the Sith when Yoda is fighting Palpatine and Obi Wan is fighting Anakin because the, the the two battles were kind of split. And two, and I really loved how the way that um, Ahsoka just totally dismantled Morak after he, you know, turned. I, I thought he was going to go into full lightsaber helicopter mode, and they stopped it from happening. Yeah, and she totally, she totally just Obi Wan him. I mean, I mean, with the way that he um, <laughs> killed Darth Maul just one six stroke, and you know, they put all of the conspiracy theorists to rest about who Morak is. He, he's just. You know, yes. dark magic. No, it's dark <laughs> magic by, from Morgan Ellsworth. I mean, just just complete. You know, mm. the witchcraft. They completely just just went with that. He to totally just you know went up in smoke. You know, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Speaking of smoke, that's who a lot of people thought he was. They thought he was smoke. They thought he was Star Killer. They thought he was Ezra. There were so many theories, and they were all like wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's a smoke monster from Lost. Like he's just nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Rezzy, what are your thoughts about the fight? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I think uh, they they definitely snuffed out all the conspiracy theorists or or, or fan theories um, pretty quickly. It was a dope fight, though. I mean, it was some some sweet moves, um, and also like having um, Sabine and uh, sorry, uh, Ahsoka and, and Morak on one side, and then um, uh, Sabine and Sati on the other side. That was just like a really cool battle scene um, to to kind of see. Uh, happen but also for uh, Sabine like once she got like basically literally stripped of her uh, Mandalorian armor and gadgetry she had to rely on her lightsaber 
um, and she held her own. So it was it was cool stuff. Yeah, I want to share some of these comments because some of these comments are insane right now. Bring it on. <laughs> so, uh, MTF is like, they were the deleted scene oh. of Cara Dune declining Carson Zero's request because vaccinations were required. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, Cara Dune's character was removed from the show because she didn't want to get vaccinations. Uh, the other one, this one I really like, uh, Maroc went from wanting smoke to becoming smoke. He will be missed. <laughs> M-I-S-T. He nice. will be missed. <laughs> Bro, you need to write comedy, Michael. These are some solid comments. <laughs> Gems. Gems right here. All right. Um, so Ahsoka uh, tells uh no, Sabine tells Ahsoka, hey, I got this, go get the map. Uh and Ahsoka runs to go get the map. And then Sabine and uh I believe the crazy white girl, Jedi, <laughs> who has that crazy <laughs> look in her eye, is is fighting and is just it was a really, really cool fight, and you see where she tries to use the Force. She goes, you have no power, and she uses her Mandalorian weapons uh, yeah. and basically, you know, uh, wins. And then she ends up coming there first because she uses, like, a smoke bomb, and Ahsoka is convinced that Sabine didn't make it, which I thought was, you know, pretty interesting. And then Sabine shows up a little bit after, uh, and then... The whole scene was just like a lot of anticipation, a lot of built up drama. I thought it was really, really cool. Uh, but I think the person who stole the show was Lord Balin. Like, he just stole so every good. scene he was in, the line so delivery, good. the way he was blocking the shots with his swords, just everything was perfection. Uh, I just loved it. A Circle of Sabanian definitely my favorite part of the show so far uh Rezzy, what are your thoughts on that uh we've said this once and we'll say it again rest in peace to ray stevenson i mean he's yes. a legend like he is totally he totally gave it his all in this show and um you know when um lady morgan says um is that a note of fear in your voice and then he just replies one word experience oh um, i mean it's just like just like his deliveries i mean and then and then you know uh later on she asks him about uh faith uh he's like i lost that a long time ago i mean i i think just like the way that he just um speaks so stoically and he's like very regal um yeah. it's 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 fascinating i i really like his character i want more I want, I, I want more too. I want a backstory and everything, even if they have to, you know, uh, switch actors and stuff like that, make a, get a younger person to do uh, a prequel. I would really like to know what happened. It's, it's really amazing. Um, yeah. I also like the fact that he says, Anakin spoke highly of you, which yeah. is like he has some experience with Anakin. Him and Anakin mm -hmm. know each other. Uh, not too many have been alive to know what he has become. I thought that was wild. Adome, what are your thoughts? So when Ray Stevenson was first cast in the show, I actually thought that he was going to be like a version of uh, Darth Savioth, who's one of the villains in the Heir to the Empire books. And I have to say, given the scenes that he's been in so far, I'm actually glad that they did not go that route because the character they've created for Ray, I mean, rest in peace, he's awesome. He's almost like the version of Dooku that I wish I'd had in some of the mm. movies in Clone Wars where he's just mm. he's just better, like, overall. like And the fact that, as Rozzy said, like, as soon as he saw Ahsoka show up, he's just... First words out of his mouth 
Anakin spoke highly of you. It's just like throwing mental barbs at her even before the fight even yeah. starts. Yeah. And what I was really struck by the fact that, you know, when they're going to fight, Ahsoka ignites her lightsaber first, and she doesn't ignite her second one because she realizes, like, hey, this dude is a lot bigger and stronger than I am. I need to have all my momentum behind one blade versus two. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. And man. it didn't even work because she ended up picking up the you know, the map at one point, and then she couldn't use her other hand, and that's why she got beat. I thought he was just totally overpowered her and just, you know, dominated her. And we haven't really ever seen Ahsoka really lose a battle. I Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think we've ever seen her yeah. lose a battle like that. And that was that was a little shocking to me. That that was a little shocking. Uh, we got some comments right now. Uh, uh, Michael says that I love Balon because he doesn't seem evil, just focused on the task at hand and willing to do whatever it takes. And I love the fact that when she asked him, he was like, what are you doing? Like, I'm just here to secure the future. Like, bro, what does that mean? (laughs) What does that that mean? mean? That's crazy. I want to know what his motives are. Uh, And Michael also says, I love Ahsoka's response that, yeah, Anakin never spoke of him. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) The shade, the shade. So much shade. (laughs) It's like it's like you ever go to a friend and be like, oh yeah, this person spoke of you. Like, oh, interesting. He never spoke of you. <laughs> yeah, so salty. All the time. All the time. Uh, I love it. I love it. Um, but Ahsoka does find Sabine uh, when she comes there and tells her to destroy the map, and she does not. She does not destroy the map because destroying the map would mean never seeing Ezra again. So I thought that was really interesting. What would you guys have done in her place? Would you have destroyed the map? Would you have kept it? Got to see your homie? I don't know. Uh, It's a very Sophie's Choice type of situation. Uh, Rezzy, what are your thoughts? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I guess if it's, you know, defeating Thrawn... And not seeing a dome again. Sorry, a dome. <laughs> I, knew, I knew you were going to go there. I knew you were going to go there. Because <laughs> I was going to, too. <laughs> so go ahead. <laughs> Leave me off in the, out in the abyss. Go ahead. <laughs> you, you can't handle yourself. You can't handle yourself. Um, yeah, no, I mean, like, it's funny because, like, they definitely foreshadowed this early on. Um, when Ahsoka said to Sabine, can I count on you? And that's literally exactly what Ezra said to Sabine. I'm counting on you. Like, it's like a repeated thing that's being said to Sabine. And I don't think she realized kind of the weight of a big decision like these. Um, And I think, I I hope that through the course of the show that she does get to the, uh, you know, the point of, you know, growth where she is able to make a big decision that could, you know, potentially jeopardize others. But you know, secure the future, save the, the galaxy, you you know, you know, make the major sacrifice, you know, the, the big sacrifice play, um, you know, that the uh, billionaire playboy uh, <laughs> philanthropist can't make. Right. So I think uh, I think it was um, I feel for her, though. So I think that also makes her like a pretty um, sympathetic character because um, it's tough. I mean, like, that's like her only family and she stated that repeatedly as well so it's it's, it's a tough choice mm. Adome, what are you, what's your choice so um shout out to kareem who was on here last time with us and his jokes about you know why do jedi you know get divorced and all that stuff so i have a i have a little bit of a barb so you know you know why are jedi simps <laughs> why because they can't form attachments bro uh... <laughs> so, so, so to me, this is all about that because you know Sabine clearly has an attachment to Ezra, 
And I think it, this is a, they haven't alluded to it yet, but I think this is a big reason why Ahsoka couldn't finish her training. And I think they're, they sort of touched on it with the, the background of the Mandalore stuff. But I really like the fact that, you know, we've been waiting for, you know, more backstory on why Ahsoka and Sabine kind of split ways. And this is really touching on it. And I love the fact that it was in the middle of a heated moment where there's literally this big dark Jedi looming over it. It's like, make the hard choice. And it's like, no, yeah. I'm just going to hold it down. And Sabine literally watched Ahsoka get struck down and fall off a cliff and just kind of stood there. And that to me was like, are right, you really have an attachment to Ezra and finding like a sense of belonging and, you know, stuff like that. So that was kind of powerful to me. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of uh, the history be- behind Sabine and Ahsoka, they did mention that they were together when all her family died on Mandalore and when Mandalore was destroyed, I thought that was interesting and that might've caused a rift between them. Uh, that was a little nugget of information that was just thrown in uh, randomly. Was. And I was like, Whoa, that's the, we, we need more backstory on that. <laughs> and you have to wonder like, does, does Sabine know Ahsoka's full history? Because if you remember at the end of the clone wars, Ahsoka was on Mandalore when the siege was finished. I mean, they locked them all up and they left and then Order 66 happened right away. I'm very interested to know if Sabine and Ahsoka had talked about that because that's obviously a big thing of tension because it probably would have been like, why could you have done more about this? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Michael in the comments says pretty much the same thing. He says, uh, I love that in a way because it validates the Jedi's ideas about attachment being a path to downfall. Um, no pun intended. Yeah, yep. <laughs> no pun intended. I thought that was funny. Uh, but Balin decides to give Sabine a ultimatum, and, and Sabine takes it. Sabine yeah. takes it. Willingly, willingly she takes it, which is which is wild. Um, and they put her in these cuffs. Uh, but before that, Shin's like, yo, let me get one more, <laughs> let me get one more lick off this bitch right here. And he tries to <laughs> and she tries to fight her. And then Balin's like, no, no, let her go. I am a man of my word. Just like Rosie said, he is a regal person. He is a man of his word. He did not lie. So uh, that was pretty interesting. So at this point, the computer over by uh, General Morgan is calculating the route. And I always wonder how, like, light speed works. Like, light speed doesn't turn you into atoms or anything. It just makes you go at light speed. So if anything's in your way... Um, it would blow up or be destroyed and stuff like that. So they would have to do these super computer calculations to figure out the route that they should take so that there's nothing in their way as they're going through light speed. And these calculations take a lot of time. So they're downloading all these calculations through this map, which is even you know, more complicated than normal because it's in a galaxy far away. Um, as they're doing this, Balin puts the map back in the uh, you know position and they get the full coordinates but at this time Hera shows up and the ring decides to you know uh what call it turn on and they bring Balin Sabine and Shen back to the ship and they go and as they're going through it the thing happens to have a a hole cuz it's a ring and you see all these ships having like being destroyed and having destruction done upon them as the ring goes into light speed. I thought that was really cool. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Adam, you want to go first? Yeah, it was shades of, uh, you know, kind of like the reverse Haldo maneuver from the last Jedi. Yes. Where like, right, there's, there's shit in my way. I'm just going to go ahead and blast it anyway. I love the fact that 
we finally got a little bit of X-Wing action. And, you know, to mm. your point earlier about Jason, I'd gone back and watched some various parts of Rebels. At the end of uh, Endor, Hera was flying around with Jason in the cockpit. So this wasn't his first go around, you know, like being around there, but he was kind of like, I have, a, he almost said, I have a bad feeling about this. And yeah. So that was kind of yeah. like, all right, you're, which you is the Star our... Wars thing. Every Star Wars right. show or a movie has that line. Right. And of course, you know, we lost a couple of X Wing pilots. Of, uh, of course, the black guy had to die, which I was just like, come on, bro. <laughs> come like, on, bro. Fuck the hell. Um, but no, I mean, Carson's okay. And I have to say, I was a little disappointed that Zeb was not with them because in, in Mandalorian, he was hanging out with Carson Teva at that base with You're the right. Rogue Squadron, and yeah, he, he, he wasn't was. there. So I was very disappointed with that. So who, who the hell knows where Zeb is at the moment? Um, but no, I thought it was a really good way to show the, the force of light speed. And also, to your point about how much time it takes just to calculate a route, we don't really know where you're going. Because most of the time when they're making jumps, it's, all right, we're going to go here. Let's see, 10 parks next way or whatever. But this was a very different kind of a jump. So I really like that. And then one more thing going back to before they actually got onto the ring, you know, when Ahsoka picked up the map, the dark magic really messed her up. Yeah. And, you know, basically made her hand useless. Balin didn't even flinch. He just picked that shit up and was just like, it's done. It's over. I thought that was really interesting, too, because you would have thought that, okay, Ahsoka's got all these force reserves. That should protect her from it, and it didn't at all. I mean, her her left hand was basically useless after yeah. she touched it. It's kind of like in the Infinity Stones in, in the Marvel shows. Like, Thanos can pick it up, but other people can't, right? They don't have right. the powers. It's one of those things. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, one thing that I really love, uh, one of my favorite things about this episode, when you know we know that Ahsoka fell off that cliff, and they show us the cliff and they just show us waves and waves and waves and those waves slowly transitioned into these like sparkly stars and then we see ahsoka just there on the floor beautiful transition it was so gorgeous i i I love that yeah it was it was dope i i i hadn't seen anything like that before and it was really beautiful um and uh, to take us to a place that, uh, for those who have seen the shows, um, know, but don't really know much about, I think it's, it was pretty cool. It was very, very cool. So I think this is a, a place of discovery for both fans of the show and fans of the, of the Ahsoka show. Um, yeah. it's really exciting stuff. Adon, what were your thoughts when you saw Ahsoka in the ancestral plane or whatever <laughs> the world between ancestral planes. <laughs> it's, it's a good analogy i, I like that. really like that i like that I like yeah that. yeah she and she saw her you know her master when she was in there you know, i thought it was yeah. as you said it was probably the most beautiful star wars transition that's ever happened i can't think of a, a better one so far with it and i love the fact that you know when she stood up there didn't appear to be anybody behind her Nope. And then she kind of realized where she was. And then you heard Anakin say, hello, Snips. And then he said, you know, I didn't expect to see you here by now. And if you remember back to when they showed the world between worlds and rebels, you know, the emperor was not inside of there. He was just like reaching into the portal with force lighting and That's stuff. Right. So I also wonder like, is Anakin actually in there? Or is he projecting himself in there? Like Luke was yeah. projecting himself in the last Jedi. There's so many questions about you know, this version of Anakin and what is actually happening there. Because if you actually go back and look, I think, you know, Ahsoka actually part, you know, part of her died um, during the Clone Wars when they were with the um, the family of Mortis. You know, but yeah. part of her, you know, part of herself had died, and so in Rebels when she fought Vader, I think a part of herself also died. That's why she was in the world between worlds. So you have to ask yourself: Is Ahsoka, you know, losing part of herself by being in there again? I I don't know. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, how is she going to get out? 
Yeah. Yeah. How is she going to get out? And is she going to just maybe like, you know, hyperdrive that, you know, uh, and, and just go to another, you know, the part of the galaxy where Thrawn and Ezra are, who knows? Because yeah, I don't know how this world between worlds works and it's going to be interesting. It is going to be interesting. I do want to fill in some of our audience who may not have watched Rebels. So the world between war uh, worlds is basically this kind of plane of existence that is between time and space, basically, right? And we see in Rebels Ezra go through this. Uh, a wolf comes to Ezra, and I believe the wolf had the same markings as uh, Kanan which is one of the things that, you know, people speculated about. And then he followed these, like, wolves and these paintings, and he went through this wall, which ended up being the, you know, uh, the world between worlds. And he saw the fight that Ahsoka and Anakin were having, and he pulled out Ahsoka, saving her. So in Star Wars, time isn't like the multiverse where you change something in time uh, and it branches off and makes a new timeline. In Star Wars, from what I believe, it, it was always meant to happen, right? It's kind of like 12 Monkeys or one of those other kind of time travel movies where, like, if something happens, uh, someone goes back in time and, and saves somebody, they are always meant to go back in time and save mm -hmm. somebody. It's kind of like one of those situations. Now, the Mortis, if you have not watched, I believe, Clone Wars, uh, they're kind of like a holy trinity. There is like the, the main God and the daughter and, and the son, the father, the daughter and the son. Uh, the daughter is the light side and the son, I believe, is the dark side. And I believe the daughter had given some of her energy to Ahsoka uh, to save her life. Uh, and that may be why she's been in there twice. I don't know. It, it could be a partial reason. Uh, but yes, all of this happens in Clone Wars and Rebels. If you have not seen it, I recommend it. It does take a while to get into Clone Wars. The animation is a little, um, I don't know, uh, it, it, it was early 2000s. So the animation is a little rough, uh, but it gets better. And they have this amazing last season, which they brought back a year so ago. Good. So yeah. good. And then really after good. that, there's Rebels, which takes place like right before uh, episode one of the Star Wars movies. Uh, no, sorry, I'm, I'm mistaken. Yeah. Not episode four. four. Episode, four. four. episode, episode four. four. The first one that came out. Um, and it kind of explains like who the Rebels are. Uh, and it's really, really cool. Uh, really enjoy that. For But this is the short version of it for those of you that have not seen it. Um, but something about, you know, Balin knowing about Anakin, I don't know. I don't know what exactly is going on there. It's very, very interesting. Uh, if he knows about the Mortis, if he knows about this world, um, or it's just all a coincidence. Um, and one of the biggest theories right now that everyone's going is, what version of Anakin is this? Is this the version of Anakin who already died and he just comes back in front of Ahsoka in the form that she knows best. Uh, because I did not see a scar. And Anakin... I didn't either. I didn't see yeah. a scar. And ever since Ahsoka knew him, I believe he had a scar. So, you know, his scar is healed. So this might be the best version of him. Uh, I don't know. It, it's, it's very interesting if this is somebody who was around the time he was training her. And he got pulled into something and then got put back into place and forgot everything that happened. We don't know. It's going to be very interesting. Uh, do you guys have theories? 
no. Answer <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm just in it for the ride. I think like, you know, I I I hadn't given it much thought because I was I just wasn't expecting it, right? And I think yeah. when you are when when you kind of like get the little threads of a thing, then you could like pull at it, and then it, and then it becomes that you know the fan theory. But I think for this, I just wasn't expecting at all. I wasn't expecting the world between worlds. Um, so those are things that were just thrown at me in a way that I just had not expected. And also for the two to be mashed up together, for Anakin to be in the world between worlds, like mm -hmm. what? I mean, that was not like how what I, I would expect maybe Ezra, right? Uh, because we have seen him there. Um, I would expect maybe hearing the, the I would say uh, Palpatine like cackling on the side somewhere. But like, this was just so unexpected. <laughs> Somehow Palpatine returned into the world. Yeah. The world. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just cackling, cackling away. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would say like, which version this one is. I mean, he obviously knows her, right? So, right. but like to your point, Neves, like, yeah, he's always had a scar in, in the shows. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Let's see where this goes. I'm, I'm excited. I like not knowing. That's actually yeah. that's the joy about it. That that shows. is that is the fun part. I don't. What about you? So a couple things. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, but um, Star Wars is I think is their Instagram account in Ahsoka. They posted that next week's episode. They're actually one. It's directed by Filoni, and two, they're showing it in theaters. Wow. Which is yeah. which is which is crazy to me because if if they showed in theaters and there's not a Clone Wars flashback where Ewan, Hayden, and Rosario Dawson are not together, like people should ride it because that's totally wasted opportunity. So I think that the fact that they're going to let this 45 minute episode, whatever it is, be released in theaters next week is crazy to me. Is it on AMC? Like where can we find it? Because I I gotta watch this in theaters with people. Yeah, just go on go on the Ahsoka Instagram and there's a link that'll show you like where you can see it. I, I looked oh. around. There's not one near us here. I'm really annoyed. Um, uh -huh. Yeah, because yeah, we'd be going, going to that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, um, so I wish I, I had a girlfriend. I'd make her go. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason I wish I had a girlfriend. <laughs> no other reason. Yeah. Just watch Star Wars with me, please. Dragon. No, that's a hey, real talk. That's my, my wife and I started dating in 2015. This is a short personal tangent. She had never seen anything, and I was like, "All right, your previous boyfriends have failed you." But secondly, <laughs> um, yeah. I made we started dating in like October. I made her watch all the movies, and then Force Awakens was the first time she saw a Star Wars movie in theaters. Yeah. So like, it's you know, you never know. The Force works in mysterious ways. Um, the Force works. In yeah. <laughs> but uh, with the Anakin thing, I don't know, man. I'm I'm kind of with Rosie. I'm a little intrigued, uh, and I'm I'm actually kind of glad that we don't you know that we can just sit here. And kind of you know do conspiracy theories about why one why he's in there and two which version of this is in there because you know if you there's a version of the last jedi where hayden is anakin skywalker at the end and they swapped out the older actor right um so like i don't know maybe this is they're trying to do that again i'm not sure but I, again i'm i'm kind of nerdily fixated on the fact that when you look at his lightsaber it's not really it does not look familiar hmm very so I'm, I'm interested to see like is this a different version of him and, and the lightsaber is red and he's already darth vader and i mean the other question is like okay does anakin know that he's going to be a father like this version of him mm -hmm. because is he already already down this like fear of loss path or does he not have any idea so there's you know lots of questions yeah that is very interesting uh i would very much like to know that because in this situation ahsoka has met luke already uh yes very good point. That would be very, very cool. Uh, I don't know, man. But like, and on a meta level, 
it's just amazing to see Christian Hadison just uh, Hayden Christensen just like oh in live action one more time like we saw him in uh Obi Obi Wan but you yeah. know his, his face was covered most of the time but like we got to see him as Annie like oh we got to see the Sky Guy like I don't know man something about it just makes me feel like something in my heart like just the fact that he calls her Snips which is her nickname like it's it's nostalgia. But like it makes me so happy. It, it does make me yeah. happy. Yeah, very few things make me feel this way, and Star Wars is definitely one of them. Uh, especially when you grow up with so many generations of Star Wars fans, it's one of the things where like there's kids right now just getting into Star Wars, and there's people that are going into retirement that are into Star Wars. It's such a huge like you know range of people that just love this stuff. Um, and this is one of the episodes that reminds you why Star Wars is amazing. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be hard to top this one for me. But if next week it's going to be in a theater and I get to go to a theater and watch it live with like Star Wars fans, like I don't know how I'm going to feel. I am going to be obnoxious because <laughs> I'm going to be so happy and screaming. Uh, it's going to be a like, you know, a Marvel moment. So I'm super excited. Um any any other thoughts that you guys have before we wrap up? I just uh, think so, that. Oh no! Go ahead, Raz. Go ahead. I would just say I looked at all the shows and they're all full. Damn. Like there's one in DC and everything has joined the wait list. So I hope they open up more shows because clearly there's a desire to go. I mean, people want to see Star Wars in theater. In yes. theater. Shut I mean, up and we take love my the money. Shows. Exactly. <laughs> we love the shows, but like seeing it in in the big screen is is very special and to have the treat to see a star wars show like that is pretty is is, is going to be a special experience for all those who are able to do that and i've done that before with doctor who like i watched one of those doctor who specials in a theater full of doctor who fans let me tell you it's an experience it's amazing mm -hmm. like people cheer people gasp pe there's goosebumps chills literal chills like it, it's amazing so I, I i'm really looking forward to that i don't what are your final thoughts yeah so a couple things so you know Seeing Star Wars in the theater is, you know, I don't really consider myself a religious person, but I consider, you know, like the the feeling you get when you're with other people that have a shared love of something and you, you just have faith and belief in it. It's powerful, right? And that's why you go to the theater. I mean, like with the Marvel movies, Rosie knows this. We've been to plenty of the opening nights. Like you don't want to miss opening night because the energy is just totally different when you go yeah, a separate time. Yes. Like I saw, I think I saw the first Black Panther three times in theaters, like the first night it came out and I took my parents and I went again with my um, my wife's parents and like I went with my wife's parents maybe like three weeks after the movie had come out and the energy was totally different in the theater like right. nobody was dressed up it's just so like with Star Wars like I think one this episode of Ahsoka has been the best Star Wars TV episode so far that's, that's come out I'm hoping next week tops it but by, at this point there's no question that this one's been the best so far and I really hope that there is more flashbacks I mean there's a reason why you ask Hayden to come back and do a couple things in Obi-Wan and then here you bring it back as a teaser at the end. There has to be more. And so, you know, I'm hoping for a lot more Clone Wars action. Yeah. And, yeah. and the flashbacks. I mean, he's I, on the yeah. promo materials. Like, look yeah, at Yeah, they, did, they didn't wait. It was like hours and they put him up. Yeah, he's that. right look there. That. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that. It's really cool. And, and like you said, man, Star Wars is definitely a cool thing to share with people. Um, I'm surprised that this show got so much like 
bad reviews when it first came out. Like, I feel like I hope those people are eating their words because I'm really yeah, enjoying too. it. I'm really, really jo- enjoying it. It's definitely up there. Um, I may even like it in the last season of Mandalorian so far. I think this is this comes coming on solid. Can they stick the landing? We don't know, but uh, I, I really hope so. And I the- love the fact that they're like using Mandalorian and Ahsoka to explore this period of Star Wars lore after Return of the Jedi, where there's been books written and there's all this stuff. And I don't know. I kind of feel like there was a lot of missed opportunities with the you know seven, eight, nine, and yeah, I think. Nice. They're not really purposefully trying to correct it, but they're definitely listening to what people want and they're exploring it in a very, you know, I would say deliberate and meticulous way they're writing these storylines. And the fact that no, the music right. is so good to do this is awesome. Speaking of that, they even mention uh, Thrawn as the heir to the, to Empire, the Empire, which is one of the books, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, really cool callback. And I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, yeah. And I really hope we get more than just one episode of Thrawn because I want to see Thrawn in live action in all his glory. I think that'll be really, really cool. Um, All right, guys. That's literally all I have for this episode. Thank you guys for joining us. Hopefully, we'll have you guys back. Uh, MTF, yo, drop your email in my DMs, and we'll... uh, We'll have you on the show too, man. You're dropping all of these gems in the comments. Uh, let's have you on the show, man. Come up here. Uh, anyways, guys, thank you for joining us. Uh, sorry we were a little bit late. We aired at 11 p.m. instead of 10 p.m. this time. Uh, uh, but, you know, we want to make sure Rezzy is safe. Rezzy, get home safe. Get home safely, uh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get home safe, bro. Uh, and may the force be with you. <laughs> you should just and walk- be with you. Yeah, yeah. Just, just walk around and be like, I am one with the force. The force is one with me. Just <laughs> you won't get I shot. I am going to do that. I yeah, yeah. Do that. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, guys, salam, nerds. All right, guys. See ya. Peace.